G'day listeners, this episode is proudly brought to you by our major sponsor, subshq.com.au. Use code BENS15 at checkout to receive 15% off on your next purchase. Welcome back listeners to another episode of the Matter Mentality Podcast. Now, hopefully you have been enjoying what's coming out so far. We are trying to keep things fresh and energetic and alive, especially during this point of prep. I'm trying to do my best to make sure that it's exciting uh, and that you are constantly learning, thinking or being challenged on something. Uh, so today's episode was kind of brought by the idea of a blog that I'm going to be putting out for this month. Um, as I am kind of obviously in a deep state of prep and uh, calorie deficit, energy deficiency. Um, and it kind of got me thinking about ways in which I see people struggle to diet, struggle to cut, struggle to stick to diets and kind of, well, bitch and moan uh, about the suffering of challenging themselves with the diet. So kind of going to, you know, title it something a little bit cheesy, something along the lines of, so you want to get lean. Where does that go? What are we going to talk about? Well, to get started with, essentially the only way to get lean, the only way to drop body fat as a first point principle is an energy deficit. That means that your body is taking in less food than it is burning. It means that more, uh, less of what is coming in than what your body is expanding and putting out. Now, according to uh, Newton's first law of thermodynamics, energy cannot change. Uh, energy cannot be destroyed or created. It simply changes states. So what we're doing is basically changing the state of stored energy from fat or stored uh, excess fat, excess stored energy, and converting that into fuel for the body via beta oxidation and converting through the deficit, telling our body that we need to get fuel and energy from somewhere and that we have stored energy in the body. And therefore we want to start using that. That is what churns the body into, uh, churns the body's fat stores into fuel and how we go about getting energy from ourselves. And obviously that's how we get leaner. Uh, the less fat we have on ourselves, the less layered, the, the less layers that are over our muscle, the more visible the muscles become. Now, what happens because of this? <clears throat> Essentially, the body will start to challenge you. At a certain point, a certain degree, the body is going to challenge and fight back because it wants a state of survival. It wants a state of balance. It wants a state of stress-free. Meaning, there is going to be points in a cut, in a cut phase, in a deficit, in an energy deficit of a deficit of energy availability that is going to fight back and turn against you to prevent this from happening. The body doesn't care that you're dieting. The body doesn't care that you're going through a cut. Doesn't care you're trying to get shredded for a photo shoot or be on stage. It wants to survive. Genetically and evolutionarily, psycho uh, psychologically, we know that we survive and this trait stayed in us uh, genetically to enable us to eventually survive and live through hunger, uh, hungry periods, to live through starvation, things like that. We are being prone to find food. We're being prone to move less, save energy, conserve fuel, and basically preserve as much as we can. Since we have less coming in, the body flicks a switch and goes, hey, well, I know if I'm not going to get any more food, you're not going to feed me, I'll make you do less. And we start to downregulate our need. We start to go through a downregulation of metabolic output, meaning that the body wants to do less. It wants to do more. It wants to do less and uh, rest more. It wants to be less active and less fidgety. fidgety. Your training, your, your 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 exercise intensity, things like that will drop off. If you're not conscious of it. If you're not tracking your data points, it will slow down. Um, if you're not tracking your steps and output, it will slow down. If you're not doing all those sorts of things, it will work against you. So this gets hard. It does eventually build up on the body. Eventually gets hard, takes its toll um, mentally, physically, emotionally neurologically and uh, hormonally. We have two hormones that play a huge role in how hunger works and how we feel when we're hungry. This is our leptin and ghrelin levels. Now, when this happens, basically what, what in a normal state person, um, we will go through a point where satiety kicks in once we've had enough food and we'll say, hey, look, we're pretty satisfied with what we eat. When we are full and we have basically got to 
food in the stomach and we are satisfied and eventually we've had enough to eat, we'll then notice that our um, that our appetite goes down and that our satiety is up. So that we're satisfied and we're not craving any more food. We are full. This is how the body auto-regulates hunger. It auto-regulates food intake. It auto-regulates our survival mechanisms. Now, in the presence of a drastic energy deficit, meaning you're trying to get shredded, there are going to be points where the body fights this. And that is that your satiety is going to be bare, impossible to reach. Your appetite is going to be through the roof. You'll be ravenous. Now, this is going to affect a lot of things. And this is where people misunderstand binging and post-diet break, uh, post-diet phase, uh, binge eating and uh, loop uh, feedback loops of consistent hunger, wanting to crave and snack and, and sneak all the foods and all the meals in, not tell their coach. Blame bodybuilding for the reasons why they've got X, Y, Z problems and they can't, they, they have this poor relationship with food. The fact is they haven't really been prepar- uh, prepared or prone to understanding how that works and why it's happening. So what we need, what we, what we can do is try and offset this. And some of the tricks that I employ straight away as I gradually implement or bring in are all part of the process of getting lean and being able to sustain the course. Now there's different degrees of lean. There is your general lifestyle lean. There is your general social media content lean. Then there is your physique appearance lean. And then there is literally dick skin shredded to the bone, you know, borderline, not an ounce of fat on your body. These are all required different degrees of intensity towards your deficit, towards the period, uh, periodization of your deficit, towards the offsetting of fatigue, towards the offset of diet fatigue, towards the offsetting of those cravings of hunger, borderline periods of acceptance of hunger would be present. Um, all these things are necessary to understand. So is there ways to make it easier? Yes. Is it going to be easy? No. Any point where you're creating a change in state with the body is going to require a degree of uncomfortable uh, uncomfortability that you have to accept and be prepared to enter. If you are not, then the goal is likely to not be achieved. Whether that be growth and insane gains of, of muscle mass and body fat, uh, increase in surplus intake of food, or whether it be a drastic cut and you're trying to get to, to a stage, to a physique show, to a photo shoot, uh, to just overall just being shredded for life for a festival, whatever it is you want to do. They're going to require degrees of uncomfortability and a certain degree of intensity to get there. This means, doesn't this doesn't mean it has to be hell. doesn't mean it has to be any harder than it has to be. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to be any, any extra bonus points for you making it as hard as possible. So, some of the reasons why I thought this would be a cool episode is kind of some of the tricks that I use to kind of, to offset this with not only clients, but myself and tools that I've implemented in all, all of my cuts and past all of our past cuts that I've done to try and get through them and understand them and sort of like sort of be able to function still whilst they exist and whilst I exist in them. So what you're, what you're going to see is a, a few things. Um, firstly, we'll look at volume. So food volume is a big factor for a lot of people. Now, when we're trying to eat and we're trying to get bigger and we're trying to put on mass, we will generally make uh, food dense selections. So volume per amount of calorie will shrink, meaning that we are going to, we're going to choose food substitutes that are going to be less in volume size and heavier in volume calorie mass. So they're going to be denser. So your things like, you know, instead of having lean chicken breast, you might have thigh. Instead of having uh, lean trim steaks, you might have salmon. You might have uh, pink fishes. Um, instead of having low-fat oils, you might use nut spreads or nut butters, or you might use nut oils, vegetable oils. Um, you know, you might turn to things like uh, more sugary nut spreads. You might turn to things like avocados, uh, full, full eggs, 
all these things so that you can get calories in in a comfortable fashion. Now, inversely, when it comes to getting lean, we start making volume changes to at least adhere or sorry, instigate a bit of satiety and satisfaction and fullness, though it may not be enough to tick over complete satisfaction. We can make ourselves fuller and enjoy food a little bit more by making larger volume selections of food as opposed to trying to fit in. And this is the, one of the things that I talk about as it shits me. Um, trying, trying to fit in all these, you know, lush food choices and XYZ pancake, donut, knockoff, brownie, cherry, wheat, bick, cheesecake crap. Essentially you can like, we, we start making more voluminous choices to get you more food to feel fuller during that period. Now this means that it might be along the lines of having more leaf greens or leaf salads um, because the amount of calories per hundred grams are next to nothing. So you're going to have larger quantities of salad. Now your meat selections, you're starting to look at looking at the satiety index and, and look for meats that are higher in satisfaction satiety and less that are that are higher in protein, but obviously also ticking off the satiety index. So we're talking about things like egg whites, fishes, and white uh, sorry white fishes and um, and chicken breast. These sorts of food options keep us satisfied for longer with the same amount of calories, the same amount of meat. Um, then if we went to something like a, a pink fish or a um, uh, a red meat that would take will take up more room for less calories and that's going to give us less volume, less satisfaction, less fullness in the stomach. So our leptin and ghrelin levels aren't going to tell us that we're full and we're satisfied. Then we'll start to look at our, our carbohydrate sources and things of that nature. You know, you might look at things like um, our potatoes instead of rice because rice is very dense, easily, easily consumed calorie easily consumed food source that's, um, you know, it's tasty, goes in many dishes. However, it's very easy to get a large large amount of calories in a small amount of size. So for me, a big easy swap there is we start moving towards things like uh, spud light potato. And that, that way we're getting a satisfied taste, texture, flavor, and a, a high satiety index food source. So it means on that spud light, we're going to be happier. We're going to be more content. We're going to be satisfied. We're going to get a, a, a filling meal in and we're going to be ticking over the carbohydrate needs that we have for the day, even though they're less or we have lower calories available. Now, what else do we do? A big one is looking at, uh, we're, we're looking to offset or slow down consumption of food. Now, as, as a prep goes on, you start getting really hungry and you start getting really ravenous and you're craving food. A problem I find with a lot of people is they don't take the time to enjoy their meals, slow down and digest it properly. They will just simply scoff. And the faster they can eat it, the faster they think they'll feel better and the faster they'll feel happier and satisfied and content. And they've, they've hit all the flavors and they've got a good meal in. However, the speed at which they consume it is going to lead to uncomfortability. They're probably going to bloat, feel like crap, and then it's just going to pass through them. And they're just going to be hungry if you, again, faster. What we see is if you take the time to slow down the meal, slow down digestion and consumption, you're actually going to be less likely to crave faster and you're going to be able to enjoy the meal instead of just ravenously consuming. The Some of the easiest ways we can do this is alternatively swapping your hand for utensils. So for our left-handed fork user, a right hand becomes harder and we start to slow down. Another, another option is a smaller utensil, smaller spoons, smaller forks, smaller knives, um, and a really favorite one of mine is chopsticks. Now, 
you can get really good at chopsticks, but you can only eat so much. You can only get so much with a chopstick that's really, you know, that's going to get up a large portion, a large amount of size. So for me, an easy one there when I have like rice dishes on a high day or something like that, and I really want to enjoy it is I'll pull out chopsticks and I'll take the time to really enjoy each bite, each mouthful, each serve, and kind of take time to enjoy it for what it is. As opposed to what I did in my first preps, where I would just get a knife and fork and I would just devour food. And I would honestly just go, I would just inhale it and go through like nothing. Um, learning to slow down and appreciate the food for what it was and not just the, the fact that I'm going to scoff it allowed me to recognize the benefits of food and nutrition and how good food can taste. And the moment when we have food, how to enjoy it mindfully, how to be present in the moment whilst I'm eating it and kind of explore the sensation, not just sort of devour the food and hope that that's enough. Um, that's a really big one for me that I think a lot of people misunderstand and don't really apply. The Another one, I think the, the biggest one that are people, a lot of people... Um, that a lot of people misunderstand or, or don't want to accept is acceptance of hunger. There's only so much you can offset hunger during a deficit, especially as an aggressive deficit exists. And you need to be cautious of that because you can't substitute it with every possible thing. There's going to be issues with digestion. There's going to be issues with food selection. There's going to be issues with calorie adherence to stick to your calories and stick to your guns and be adherent and consistent in the plan to a certain degree. There's going to be hunger. There's going to be energy deficits. There's going to be a low availability of energy. You're going to be slower. You're going to be sluggish. You're going to be tired, exhausted. Your training performance is probably going to go down. Your strength is going to go down. All of that is part of the process and you have to be accepting of it. A lot of people think they can outsmart it. They can outsmart their body. They can have XYZ foods and, and sort of trick themselves and all this sort of jazz. Fine, you can try it out, but I promise you it doesn't work. I promise you it doesn't last. Recognizing that for a particular period of time, you're going to have less availability of food is going to be one of the best steps to accepting the presence of the hunger and stop trying to avoid it. When we accept the presence of hunger, I mean, mindfully are aware of the signals and feelings we have in our body, as opposed to avoiding or experientially uh, substituting or removing them, we are more likely to be adherent. We're more likely to be sustainable. We're more likely to enjoy the process because we know that just like feeling fullness in off season is present or feeling full in a growth block or a growth phase is part of the process. We also recognize and accept that hunger is part of the process. It's a dichotomy of choice that you don't get to mutually exclude. You can't decide that you want to be full and get big. And then also now I want to get shredded, but I don't want to have that hungry feeling. I feel worse in an off season when I'm growing on 6,000 calories, 7,000 calories, whatever it is, 5,000 calories daily versus how I feel when I'm hungry and I'm going through a cut because I know that I can still be active in a cut. I can still do things. I can still, um, you know, move my day around, make life happen. I can so I'm, I'm leaner, I'm shredded, the benefit of having abs and, and getting like shredded for stage versus an off season. If I miss a meal, I drop half a kilo, I drop a kilo. If I miss a day's worth of food, I'm behind. If the point to an off season or a growth phase is to get bigger and put on mass and get, uh, get bigger for the next time on stage, then missing meals is unacceptable. It's just not allowed to happen. Whether that be calories across the day in total or the meal specifically over the day, I have to eat them back which usually leads to a lot of uncomfortability and general discomfort in sleep patterns, in, in training performance, in digestion, acid reflux, um, you know, a whole list of things that come with being oversized, putting on large amounts of weight and eating large amounts of food. So the acceptance or the, the, the enjoyment of the lifestyle when it suits you doesn't allow, doesn't, doesn't appreciate the fact that 
We are going to have periods of being lean that require being hungry, just like we're going to have periods of being full that require a bit of excess body fat and being fuller and being uncomfortable with, you know, distended stomach or bloat and things like that. This is a big issue for people because they, they, they can't seem to comprehend this and they want to try and avoid it with every trick food and every meal and every volumizer, they can come up with xanthium gum, this and artificial sweetener, that and um, sugar alcohol, this, and they'll fit this bar in here and have these. Don't get me wrong, you can make them work, but in small degrees, because in large amounts of these things, you're going to get a lot of stomach problems, a lot of bloating, a lot of digestive issues, and a lot of, well, you're going to end up looking watery anyway because of stress. Um, there's only so much you can do to offset the hunger. So if you're able to accept that it's going to exist, you reduce the significance or the severity of that hunger itself. Another big one is your sleep. Now, we know people that are lower in sleep not only lose less fat, but they also lose more muscle mass of the fat and weight that they lost. We also know that they're, that those with less sleep have disrupted, uh, further disrupted ghrelin and leptin levels, meaning that they are more likely to be hungry and less likely to be satisfied. It means they'll, eat, they'll generally consume more food than people who sleep more hours. All of these things will affect how you feel, how you perform, how hungry you actually are, how well you train and how well you recover. So if you're not sleeping, you're missing half the battle. Now, these are not the be-all, end-all. I'm not saying prescribe every single one of these and you have to go do all of them. Um, there are a lot more. Um, obviously, these are some of the, the, the tips and tricks that I use in coaching people. And these are some of the things that I believe people need to understand when they go into a cut. I've said it many times, and I believe a cut is being lean and cutting is a skill set. It, it's, it requires, it is a, a skill to handle and get through the process. And it's a tool, it requires tools to do the job. It's not like when a coach simply just prescribes a very aggressive deficit, but someone says, see you later. I, I fucking hate that. I find it so frustrating because you, someone who hasn't been exposed to a large deficit before a large degree of hunger is going to go through a world of problems they've not experienced before and not be, not be, uh, not be competent at dealing with them and not have the ability to get through the process, which is then going to lead to them probably binging, falling off track, regressing to previous weights or over consuming in an attempt to, to uh, satisfy the urges and cravings and say that it's a cheat meal or it's a refeed or what have you. When you provide tools like this, it enables someone to have a better chance of sustaining the goal, which is then more likely to get more motivation, which is then more likely for them to adhere to the process, stick to this plan and get back on track or just stick to the track and get where we need to go. So for me, it makes a lot more sense that we actually explore how we can apply some of these uh, hunger tricks, not to completely avoid hunger because we shouldn't be trying to avoid part of the process. If you're into the lifestyle of rebuilding your physique or building your physique or improving your overall stage presence, your look, your show, your shape, then you need to be accepting of the existence of both the dichotomy of fullness and hunger, off-season fluff and on-season shred, performance and strength, loss of functionality, hormonal normality, hormonal irregulation. These are all parts of the process that come with such an extreme sport and hobby. And obviously the great, the, the, the variation, the degree of your goal will affect how much your deficit is and how much it affects you. But you still need to be accepting of the fact that any degree of energy deficit is going to result in a degree of hunger because the body is simply trying to tell you, Hey, I need food coming in. You slowed this down. You stopped providing me the means by which I was consuming energy. And now I need more. That's just the way the body subconscious is going to work to make sure you keep feeding it. And it's got fuel to survive. So when you understand that, and we look at things like terror management theory, everything the body does is simply in presence of trying to survive. At a basic psychological level, we are just a a, a skin, a, a vehicle of meat that carries around a functioning cognitive brain 
that does everything it can to survive and make sure it stays alive enough to reproduce and pass on its cells and its genetics and make sure that the species progresses. It's really all we're trying to do. The conscious thought and our, our uh, sentient reality, our sentient lives we have is obviously a bit different to that. And we get to make these, you know, the argument of determinism versus free will kicks in, but underlying the process, we can't deny that these psychological or uh, psycho, uh, evolutionary psychological, psychological traits will kick in and these behavioral traits will kick in and these uh, biochemical traits will kick in and they'll make us want to do certain things in response to the fact that we have an absence of energy. So it's just a, a tool by which the body survives. You don't want to resent the body for trying to help you survive. It's not how it works. You are saying, I want to get lean. The body says, I want to fucking eat. So pretending that isn't the case is just going to make this harder. If you can accept the existence of the hunger, if you can accept the presence of the, the feelings that's going to come with it, the emotional irregularity, the lack of energy, the lower performance, the, the easier to snap, the easier trigger finger, um, all these things, it helps you get past them because you can understand that it's going to come and you can work through it. You can work on skills and tools to get over it. You can practice acceptance and mindfulness to explore where those thoughts and feelings are going. How does this actually make me feel? Am I really hungry? Or am I just bored? Am I thinking about food? Or is it because I've been told I can't have food? Um, one of my favorite things to kind of leave you with is uh, you're a grown adult and firstly, grow the fuck up. If you think that you can't eat, if you think that the world is restricted and you're oppressed because you can't have some food for a few months, firstly, you need a hard reality check and, and a shock to your system because that's a load of shit. The truth is as a grown adult, you are free to make whatever choice you want. That choice can be anything with anything to do with anything you want. So if you are simply wanting to uh, get leaner, you are free to eat whatever you want. That does not mean that you are free from the consequences. You can't have cake and have, you, you can't have, you know, an extra 3000 calories a day from cake and donuts when you're supposed to be on a 2000 calorie diet to get shredded over four weeks and expect to have the outcome of someone who is sticking to that 2000 calorie diet. It's not how it works. You've made the choice. You've had the cake. You, I hope you enjoyed every piece. But you also need to be accepting of the decisions you've made. And that is, I'm free to make this decision. And I made that decision to have cake. At the same time, you're free to make the decision not to have it. Every time you make that choice to stick to your diet, you're choosing that the goal that I want in the end, delayed gratification, we've talked about it before, is more important than the value I place on the feeling of having this piece of cake in the present moment, instant gratification. We've talked about that before. That's how you need to comprehend dieting. Food is not going anywhere. The accessibility of Macca's, KFC, Donut Time, Grilled, Z Pickle, Domino's, Pizza Hut, KFC, whatever you're into, they're not going to shut down. They're a multi-million dollar enterprise. They're not going to shut down in the matter of weeks or months that you're in a prep, in a diet phase, in a cut phase, in a mini cut, in a rapid cut, a front end cut, an aggressive cut, whatever you're doing. They're not going to close down. So you need to be accepting of the fact that I may just eat less of this food in this period of time. But once I'm done and I reintroduce calories, I will have a bit more freedom to flexibly fit this food in and enjoy it. So this is a skill that you need to comprehend and master mentally that will help you get through it physiologically. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't comprehend this or understand these things. And they'll just say, hey, here's your calories, F off and go suck it up. Not really how I work, but you know, people get results. That's cool. But when we can understand these things, it makes the process a little bit easier. And one percenters make a big difference. I'm sick as tired of seeing people like, oh, the fat burner doesn't do this and this product doesn't do anything. It's a, it's not really worth it because it only makes a 1% difference. When you're trying to get to the degree of lean that we're trying to get to on stage or in a physique-based contest or an appearance-based contest or even, even to a photo shoot level, those one percenters make a huge fucking difference as to whether or not your 
feeling alert that day. You've got energy that day. You're feeling better. Your training performance is going up. So when I see these, these plebs make statements like that, that have never been that lean or never been that adherent to a diet or never been that strict before, never been that restricting of themselves and their desire to get lean or to put on mass, like they don't know. And those arbitrary personal subjective uh, reactions to products or to things or choices, they matter the greater the degree of your goal. And if we can make those things a little bit easier on ourselves to get through the whole process, I'm all for it. So, you know, that's just a, a, a thing that I like to, something I want to explore to kind of give you a bit more of in-depth understanding of how to diet, how to get through a diet phase. You know, I can say how to structure your meals and your calories and your food, and that's fine. That's a whole episode you can go through, we can go through. But actually understanding some of the tricks you can utilize to help with the diet phase, to make it a little bit easier, sustainable, enjoyable, and get through it. Also, add fucking flavor to your food, people. I'm sick and tired of seeing people saying that dieting has to be boring. Learn to flavor and cook your fucking food. It does not have to be boring and suffering, and there's no extra brownie points for not putting garlic powder or chili or paprika or seasoning or fucking herbs and spices onto your chicken or your fish or your, your egg whites or whatever. It's already going to be hard enough. Pretending you're a hero because you didn't flavor anything to get extra lean is just full of shit, and you probably aren't even that lean anyway. So learn to enjoy food learn to flavor food, learn to cook so that when you have lower calories, you can still make it taste good. You can still make it enjoyable. Then you're more likely to stick to it and look forward to it. If you look forward to the meals that you're having, you're not then looking forward to the food that you don't have. It's about being present in the situation, in the moment, in the time that you're in, accepting both the dichotomy of the growth and the cut, the cut and the growth, and being able to enjoy the whole process. So a bit of a rant there for me, but it's kind of an important one, I think, for people, for a lot of people, because they don't really comprehend how to do it and why they're doing it and how to get through it. It's a lot more than just simply, here's your deficit, off you go, see you later, fuck off. There's a lot more to it psychologically that goes into dieting, which is why I exist. It's why my job, my job exists. It's why my study exists. It's why I'm inversed in the things I'm trying to be, to be versed in is so that we can have those things. So um, yeah, all in all, um, that was just a little bit of a rant there regarding how to get lean. Or how to how to sustain a diet when trying to get lean and offset some of the responses the body will throw at you in order to reduce your energy deficit. Um, but all in all, I uh, hope you're all having a fantastic week by the time you listen to this or have a fantastic day when you listen to this. Uh, just a reminder that coaching is still available if you're interested in learning a little bit more about nutrition, dieting, getting lean, getting stage lean, building a physique, getting stronger, bigger, growth, muscle mass, whatever you're trying to do reach out, book in a uh, consult, DM me, leave some comments, leave some, uh, leave some uh, likes, subscribes, whatever it is that you need to do, all that cool jazz. Um, and I will talk to you all again soon. Cheers, guys. See you.